Welcome to Tilly at Home with Willow Crosley. Willow is an English nature writer and a floral stylist. She's authored four lifestyle books. Her latest one is The Wild Journal. She also specializes in creating floral arrangements, installations and exhibitions for events and weddings. It was such a treat to spend some time with her down at her beautiful house in the Cotswolds. She's so gorgeous and she chatted about how flowers and being in nature so uplifting for her and so soothing and how she always feels calmer and happier, more relaxed. She loves to encourage people to have a go at flowers and not to be scared of them by thinking they have to be perfect. She's certainly inspired me and on the podcast she gives loads of great tips and advice on how to up your floristry game. Hi! Hi! What a treat. So it's so nice to actually be out. I know, God, it's nice to <laughs> finally moving around. I know, I know. So I've been following you over lockdown. I'm not the best with plants and flowers, although I have got obsessed with houseplants. And so my houseplant thing was going quite well. But when I started watching your videos, I was like, actually, I think I could do some flower arranging like that. Because I love the way you kind of like plonk stuff in and you're really relaxed about it. And so I've been very inspired by you and I have definitely learned loads. Have you? Yeah, so thank you for that. Yeah. Pleasure. Have you actually been like doing it? In your house as a kind of yeah. regular... Yeah, so now when anyone comes to my house for dinner, even though they're not technically supposed to have been in my house, <laughs> the main thing that I get... I don't do the cooking, my husband does the cooking. I'm like, I'm doing the flowers. And I get all the little-sized jars yeah. and vases, and then I go in the garden, cut down trees and put branches in. Yeah. Yeah, and make so much mess. <laughs> so much mess and take up so much mess. Charlie's art that does all the cooking in our house too, and... I take as much time on my like flowers on the table as he does making this delicious kind yeah. of important food bit. Yeah. My bit takes up the whole table. He's got to have another section for the food. But it's so, oh, I love it. Yeah, I know. Uh, Josh always says to me, why have you made so much mess? Like, what the, what the fuck? Everyone's coming in a minute. I'm like, no, no, it's going to be fine. And then, uh, and yeah, and then actually Easter, I kind of went, I watched one of your videos that was about like getting actual plants in and stuff. And, and so then I went to Peter Nurses and I bought like Narcissus and I bought Lily of the Valley plants and then I had them all planted. Like, so you couldn't really even see the table. It was just like a mass, it was like being in the garden basically. Heaven. It was gorgeous. Yeah, yeah it I was, it was really like, yeah. Good. So thank you for that. Such a pleasure, it makes me so happy hearing that. Yeah, I, I think cause your videos are really lovely because you're actually just teaching people as well. You're saying you can do this, and so you're giving up your time and you're to to show people how to do it, which is great. I get I, so many people. I think are still quite kind of wary of flowers and flower arranging or kind of floristry has such a kind of kind of connotations of it being quite maybe hardcore is not the right word but like you need to be experienced and you need to have been taught and people always say oh where did you go and learn and I did a five-day course and the rest of it I've learned kind of day to day and on events and each time I do something I learn like what not to do like I know that certain vases are not going to work with certain flowers and and it brings me such complete joy that I, I love being able to share that and then getting feedback like you just yeah. said and it just encourages me I don't see it as kind of work or that I'm kind of doing anything particularly great it's just I love doing it yeah I think you're I think that that comes across in the videos as well because you're genuinely like you can see that you're really excited and you're like very it makes you really happy yeah do you think that especially with lockdown and being like at home a lot and also because everything's so online it's actually really nice to to do stuff like handle flowers and get plants and do stuff. I'm not a very good at sort of crafty things, but flowers yeah. I can sort of manage because they don't have to be perfect, do they? Absolutely not. I, and I think 
since lockdown has lifted, so the, I've got three boys and they've all gone back to school, and weirdly I've just felt completely overwhelmed. I found the kind of lockdown and the homeschooling pretty horrific. And then I thought that come, what well, I can't remember the date, what it was, when they would go back to school and I'd be kind of technically free to kind of carry on with my work kind of uninterrupted. And but actually I found it harder almost than lockdown. And actually the, the one thing that really, I mean, I've said it before in my last book is all about how I find it so healing, but more and more I noticed that the minute I kind of feel this overwhelm or frazzledness, I just walk outside and it, it's, it's properly miraculous how it kind of I find it so healing and energizing at the same time and that kind of the minute I get my secretaries in my hand and a branch or a tulip I mean look at that tulip I know that tulip's gorgeous <laughs> isn't it my god and the colour's incredible yeah it's that thing did you grow that in your garden yeah there's only like four of them so I, I saw a couple on my way in actually <laughs> I, I did get in um, one of your I think your tulip planting was my first um, foray into doing one of your videos what the planting the planting or, one yeah, yeah the planting one and so I went out got them planted them then got them all muddled up couldn't work out which one was which <laughs> and, and they've been and, but a few of them have actually come up and then I suddenly thought the other day god they haven't actually flowered why what happened I must have done something wrong or something and then I, we've got a puppy, and I just looked in the middle of the garden, and all these tulip beds. <laughs> you dug them up. I like. Well, she, she's just bitten the head off the actual. Well, some of the some of the bulbs she did dig, dig yeah. up in the beginning. I saw that, <laughs> but now she's just literally bitten the head off the tulips. Stop it! I know. So. Our puppy used to do that. Just go <laughs> bite the heads off, and I don't think it was tulips. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. Um, I kept thinking, yeah, what a fun. <laughs> it's quite funny. But I think it's quite because. I'm so gardening is a really new thing. Flor people automatically think that because you love floristry or you are a florist that you should be really good at gardening, mm. but it's completely not the case with me and gardening is something that I have kind of grown up surrounded by and always thought it's the most dull, boring thing. And it's only in kind of the last probably 5 years that I've got this complete obsession with it. Yeah. And but I'm I'm really not very good at it, as in I'm not experienced enough, and it's only kind of over the kind of the seasons of kind of I'm on probably my fourth summer of my alliums coming up, which they're doing now, and perfect, nailed it. <laughs> I won't go that far. It's like five, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so exciting when yeah. you kind of get it. And I was reading something; someone gave me an, a garden essay book or something this week, and it's just fascinating. And it was Penelope Lively talking about her love of gardening and how still I don't know how old she is but she's still still learning and still and I think that's what's so great about it you're always discovering things and so it's this thing that just keeps going kind of bringing joy and so that's what I'm trying to kind of dedicate any spare minutes to. From looking at your kind of career path you started off in fashion and then beauty and then very you know craft orientated yeah. so I guess you always you need to create, right? Yeah. But then the gardening is another level of that, isn't yeah. it? Because you're actually growing stuff. Yeah. yeah. I kind of, I have these meltdowns all the time where I'm, I'm overspreading myself. So I'm kind of do, be it doing fashion interiors, floristry. I kind of never quite know. But I think what I finally realised is that what makes me happy is it's that creating and it's creating kind of beautiful things, be it a bunch of flowers, a garden, a rug or a wallpaper. It's all the same kind of thing. People are like, oh God, what do you actually do? What what people like to be able to put you in a in a bracket, in a kind of section. And I think that predominantly I'm a florist, but at the same time the way that my kind of 
job and life is going at the moment is collaborating with brands or people to create things. So I've just done the, my wallpapers with Barnaby Gates yeah. and then I've got a jewellery collaboration. Oh, and wow, that's exciting. Yeah, so each kind, kind of doing two a year and they're so varied and which is great for me because I'm so impatient and I get bored so easily. So being able to have that kind of diversity, I think, is what keeps me going and gets me most excited. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting as well because, like, so my daughter is, well, she's nearly 16 and she's got to choose her A-levels soon. And, you know, she's very creative. She's doing art, but she likes maths, she likes history, mm. she likes science. She likes kind of everything, and yeah. it's funny, at, at that age, you, they, you suddenly have to choose, like, three subjects. Yeah, it's really tough, that. But And you've also then have to think about what you're going to do at university, and then what you what you want to do. But it's so, like, you kind of think that we all start off doing, most people start off doing one thing, and do something yeah. else, and do something else. Yeah. It's difficult to know, at a young age, what you're going to do. It's really tough for that, because you kind of, I had no idea what I wanted to do at 16. Did you? No clue no none I mean it's only now that I kind of I'm still kind of working it out now (laughs) exactly (laughs) so it seems so mean at that age to have to to kind of force you into that yeah section doesn't it to really narrow it down yeah Yeah. and I suppose what's in what's inspiring about you then is that you've 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 kind of been led by what you love what what neck well the next thing that you enjoy doing and then you've kind of worked out that that is always something creative so Mm -hmm. you could just say I'm going to be creative that should be like, okay. Do you think that could just be my title? <laughs> Good, I'm going to change everything. That's what they do in film though, don't they? You're either a creative producer or or you're more like the financial producer. And if you're like a creative producer, you're involved in every section, mm. every area of the film. So yeah. you're, yeah. You either have a creative mind or you don't, I totally, suppose. Totally, Yeah, I've definitely always been in that bracket as opposed yeah. to the financial yeah. bracket. <laughs> <laughs> Not my forte. So with your creations... And the creativity. Do you think that you grew up in Wales, and I know that you've talked before about like being in nature and that wildness. And I love the sort of wild abandon of your arrangements. I mean, I'm sure. That, I mean, they're very technical, obviously, as well. But they've got this kind <laughs> of like lovely kind of wildness. Yeah. Were you a bit of a wild child, or or you? I'm such a goody t-shirt. <laughs> I wish I was. That's really cool. <laughs> I'm such a geek. I'm like the biggest kind of law-abiding citizen there. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know where it came from. I mean, I, d- I don't think it kind of correlates at no. all. No. Oh, yeah. My flowering style. <laughs> I'm basically a shambles, as in I, I don't like... Actually, I was trying to analyse this the other day. I My worst thing is when so I'm trying to be made to conform or do something. I don't think I'm very good at being... Yeah told what to do if someone asks me to do something nicely then great but someone kind of said we yeah. will do this free spirit then mm. maybe rather than a wild child yeah free spirit. yeah probably more yeah like, I d- yeah i find i feel very restricted by someone kind of kind of telling me what i have to do or being criticized I'm, that I t- i'm so sensitive that i take all that to heart so yeah so no i'm not a wild child but but a free spirit yeah that's yes. nice so you, i listened to you talking about your mum so she was She's very creative. Is it the creative side come yeah. from your mom as well? Very yeah, very much so. So she was in fashion. She was at Vogue for a long time, and then she's written lots of books, kind of fashion, beauty, and then into interiors. And now she, gardener and an incredible painter. So wow. it's definitely kind of fed through that yeah. side. And both my grandpa grannies were 
really creative and yeah so yeah it's definitely kind of come down oh that's so nice mm. yeah has your business changed with being more at home and lockdown do you would you say or have yeah. you t- yeah it's completely changed because essentially I'm an event florist so I do kind of weddings and big kind of press days I work with a lot of fashion brands and obviously that stopped so that was um, my husband we have a pub we have a kind of pub hotel so together both of us was we're like oh uh, oh yeah <laughs> so I I started doing my videos yeah essentially oh, which I kind of done a bit before but I think with everyone being stuck at home it was uh, and kind of people not needing them obviously but no I think we did need them they're very a breath of fresh air I think it was something kind of breaking them, kind of for homeschooling people anyway. It was that kind of, yeah, a breath of fresh air, I guess. So I kept doing that, and then I've started kind of creating content and making videos for people. So that's kind of what I do a lot. But then I've started a business which is called Boxes of Joy, which are these monthly flower boxes that yes. bring flowers straight from the growers to the doors. Yeah. And I tried to do Brit- a British box this month. Oh, I was just going to have you. Yeah, because I was going to ask you about that because there is a bit of chat about the sustainability yeah. of cutting yeah. flowers and or where they've come from. It's a real, well, this is why I wanted to do mm. the British box and I'm kind of in talks with, but it's it's hard because in Holland, which is where when I started in January, that's the only place that had flowers because they grow flowers. That's the kind of huge export of Holland, and it's incredible. And they supply the whole world with flowers, but they have to fl- they they have to get here. So they're well, actually they don't fly; they come by road. But I I obviously thought buying kind of local and finding local growers is mm. much more kind of friendly to the planet. Um, but it's really difficult here because there aren't that many big, big growers. And to do kind of even a hundred boxes, you need kind of a thousand of one stem. So yeah. I'm not doing massive quantities yet. I want to scale it, and that's kind of where I'm aiming to get to. But I've, I've, all the growers here are kind of in Leicestershire, kind of Spalding area. So I've been speaking to a few there. Um, but the growers all up there, they, they're producing beautiful but quite kind of flowers that you find in supermarkets they're not the flowers of the local growers that I have here they're things like that tulip mm. there so they're very kind of beautiful one-off flowers and that is what I'm trying to get to people I, I don't want those flowers that anyone can buy in a supermarket yeah so the challenge now is finding a grower who can do those quantities massive quantities but they're still really unique exciting flowers yeah and i suppose the problem with england it's a bit like you know the fruit and the vegetable it's the climate is not very conducive no. to growing no. i mean i suppose in the summer you can do it or the spring and the summer maybe you can can you but or, yes. or it's not ex- exotic or enough or exciting it's, enough no it doesn't have to be but like my so this month's flower box we only did 50 boxes and that's all that love amazing growers could provide us. But the weather was so shit that we had to. They, I saw the more they come out a certain day, and week before they're like, "I'm so sorry, it's been so cold, nothing's out." So we had to delay the whole lot. So, for, as a kind of business, it, it's commercially, it's it's quite unrelaxing. Yeah. Um, but no, kind of up north, the, the British growers they all grow under glass. It's too right, okay. kind of yeah. stressful with the weather not to. And when they're providing kind of filling the supermarkets, and yeah. things, they, they have to have that consistency. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they are growers, but they're not doing 
the sort of range that you would want? No. So the British growers kind of traditionally, you have kind of the, the Narcissa and the paper whites, they're all grown in the Scilly Isles. And then we have kind of British stocks and daffodils and tulips. There's kind of seven kind of core flowers, but I want more than that. So it might be a, a melange of Dutch and... yeah. British but that's where I want to go it's funny because I so I've started doing like candle brand with the Asia Botanicals and yeah and um and now I'm I'm really loving it but it's that you know when you think about I've just been selling them to friends and you know quite a low-key kind of way and Mm. then you think about right I'm going to send them to a few magazines and then you think about what I have to talk about the story and why I'm doing it and why am I doing it well because I like this natural sense but then you sort of think about the sustainable so there's this biodegradable wax but actually the essential oils you couldn't just use English essential oils you have to use well just because you'd have too much of a limit of smell you know you can't because the rose oils come from Morocco and you know and you know different things come from India so it would be I mean I suppose they're very small quantities but it's difficult to make your brand entirely British and sustainable if you're doing something which involves plants and flowers from around the world I mean, maybe it's too much also to expect that, you know, from people. And, and I think it's difficult for little brands like us because it's it's, very, it's much more expensive yeah. to get it all from here often and kind of handmade. Yeah. And I, I'm going into product and one of my products are these beautiful hand-blown vases, but each one is made by hand and they cost a fortune. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I'm not going to get very far by kind of trying to scale that. And I guess it's the same as yeah. with you, if you're kind of having these kind of one-off, very exotic. Yeah, well, I think the, the, well, I think with, with candles, with the essential oils, is that mostly people use synthetic fragrances and they are very good and they are, you know, chemically they're the same, but they're, they're not quite the same. And yeah. they're obviously much cheaper. So you could make a candle. I mean, you have to do what you really care about. So I really love the essential oils and I'm not going to make them synthetic a few have to be a tiny bit synthetic because you can't burn some things like patchouli oil so it's got patchouli in it but it's very dense so if you put a bit of synthetic patchouli it burns better so it's still got to work hasn't it it's like you're saying you have to there's no point in me making a candle which has got completely (laughs) 100% essential oils if it doesn't burn and it costs 80 quid because you're never going to want to buy it so you mix the oils with the wax so they're two completely separate things yeah so the fragrance is created by a perfumer actually he's in the Cotswolds the guy that I use and so that is and you put about between 5 to 6% essential oil fragrance Mm. into the wax but because when the wax is heated up it changes the um, you're putting it into hot wax so that changes some of the essential oils like so that's got lavender in it, but as soon as you put it into the hot wax, you lose some of the lavender because of the heat. God, so it's quite kind of... Um, it's quite technical, yeah. actually, yeah. It's quite technical. Quantities and amounts. Yeah. Oh, but it's... Delicious. But, but How many flavours have you got? Um, so that is the one, that, that's into the Mystic that is working really well. The, my world at heart, I'm slightly tweaking it because it's got a slightly ashy note and I need to get that better. So do you, I think that people have, you have to say that you're working on being as sustainable Definitely. and environmental as possible. I right? think you have to be seen to be trying and I think people really do care. Yeah. And if we all do our bit, then it yeah. will kind of help to towards the bigger picture, won't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think it's understanding that things that, do cost a bit more and people do want to spend a bit more on something that they think is more environmentally totally. friendly like I wouldn't use a paraffin wax 
even though it would be cheaper because I don't want to burn that yeah. in my house and I don't want yeah. other people to burn it as oh, well. Completely. So, so I, one thing that I've loved as well is what you do is encouraging people to go out and forage and mm. get some wildflowers. So mm. I did that. <laughs> I was doing that yesterday and I was getting a few funny looks from people walking down the road. And actually you said that you're at, it's not illegal to pick wild... I mean, I was picking cow parsley, which is obviously grows everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But do you... You're allowed to do that? It's a really difficult one, and I get messages about this the whole time. So as far as I know, you ca- you cannot pick for commercial yeah. good for com- to sell it on. Um, but at the same time, I think you have to be very kind of conscientious and careful about, even if it's cow parsley, going in and like taking the whole lot. I think if we pick a kind of couple of strands yeah. and leave it looking as nothing's happened, yeah. does that make sense? Kind of yeah. picking a few, then it's okay. But only that's in kind of in the wild you I think London parks and things absolutely yeah no, you don't want to go into Hyde Park and pick all the tulips <laughs> do you <laughs> tempting as it is no uh, where, where I live actually in Ham there's loads of woodland and it's very green in that area so it's not it yeah and no, I wouldn't recommend it for the parks but no. actually there's also you know there was like loads of blossom in my garden and 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 I love that you so you said what I was really interested in was about putting it into water so stashing, what, the so no, the the branches. When I was yeah. cutting down branches, you said to put it store, put it in water for a couple of hours before you put it into the arrangement. So that yeah, so conditioning, which yes. is something I bang on about all the time. But it's essentially, if you cut a flower, you're traumatizing it. it I know that sounds really dramatic, but yeah. by conditioning it, is you're kind of giving it, letting it recover, and giving it its best chance to live longer and look more beautiful for for longer. Um, so. Yeah, it is. It's if you're going to be, whether you're buying flowers from a market or you're cutting them from your garden, it's always a good idea to condition them to give them their best, their best life, their best yeah. chance. And is that different with wildflowers, or you know, or just flowers that are growing in your garden, or flowers that you buy from a florist? Do you do a different approach to each thing? Um, yeah, I kind of to every every flower it has to be looked after in a different way. Yeah. And I think that's you only learn when you play with them time and time again um but for example every time you take a flower out of water it seals itself shut the stem the bottom of the stem so that is kind of it's self-preservation it's locking the water in Mm. um so when you the minute you take it out it seals shut so you want to then cut it again okay before so you let it the channels open up so it can drink again yeah if you don't it's going to kind of die pretty quick but some flowers a lot of wildflowers just don't want to be picked and you can sear them, which is plunging them into boiling water. Um, but a lot just don't last. And I experiment a lot. Yeah. I mean, some are kind of the little ones. If you keep them cool, they'll behave a lot, lot better. I've been yeah. picking lilac this week and I've had stuff in here in my kitchen. I've just thrown it out. Actually, it doesn't last that long. But in my studio, I've got stuff that's two weeks old and it's because it's cool. The, yeah. t- the heat makes such a difference. Yeah, and I found when I was picking the blossom, because it was kind of coming, it was early on, Mm -hmm. coming into bud, it actually, and I stashed it in cold water for a couple of hours, or Mm -hmm. maybe overnight, I can't Mm -hmm. remember, and then... And then I think I cut it again and put it... It lasted for ages mm. because it was kind of early on in its kind of Yeah, if you flowering. can tie... So all the um, growers pick when things are in bud. Mm. So like often you get peonies and they are shut, 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 yeah. as they are at the moment. And you have to be... So I'm doing a big workshop on Wednesday in Sussex. And I bought my peony, half my peonies for that last week 
kind of 10 days in advance mm. knowing that they need time to develop and to kind of come out and you can yeah. obviously speed them up and, and you know, I often put all my stuff that are shut in the car and I just drive around like go to school <laughs> there's something about cars it's like it's it a tiny it baby they just come out it's oh, incredible really? I saw I read someone that they said put it in warm water a yeah, yeah, yeah. Head. like yeah. the head in water yeah yeah, yeah. That's they, you can and yeah. the other great one is hydrangeas you can do that with too and they come back to life yeah so they all drink through their And heads. when you, when you, um, I, uh, you, you always talk about scissors as snips. Is that like a floristry word for scissors? Yes. Snips. I don't for some reason. I get really confused, but because there are so many, I have like four different types of secretaires in my studio and they're all meant for different things, but I still end up using my yellow ones over there. Yeah, the they look great. But yeah, I think you can get little kind of snippy ones, which I think are smaller and meant for dainty things, whereas those kind of chunky ones are for kind of tougher stems branches and things and do you always cut them at at an angle the bottom of the flowers yeah Yeah. that's just because you get a bigger surface area so they can drink better I never knew that yeah it's a good one and that is a really good that's a really good basic one isn't it (laughs) that's a really basic one (laughs) and then lilac if you and kind of woody stems if like viburnum and lilac if you cut a kind of vertical slit up the stem again that creates more surface area for the tree because they're really thirsty so those are for the more like woody heavier ones yeah Yeah. exactly it's like I mean that's the thing it's a bit like the essential oils is that every single essential oil has a different opening note it lasts longer it works with this it's kind of mm-hmm. like, like, like flowers they're each so individual mm-hmm. you yeah. have to sort of and you just have to experiment don't you you have to experiment and you just have to learn about it. you just learn yeah. about it as you do it yeah. yeah and is it the same in candles so in floristry so many people have different so like take lilac for example some people will bash the stems some people will snip the stems up up kind of in funny angles and everyone has that own thing is it the same with essential oils as well kind of yeah I think with essential so what I love about the essential oils and and what I love about scent is that it just has such it like the way it hits your mind it takes you can take you on such an amazing journey back in time it's sort of I think where your mind where where the olfactory bulb is and where your amygdala and your whole um, limbic part of your brain is also closely linked so you're like emotions and memories and mm-hmm. scent are all completely linked in together one, yeah yeah and so I think I, I've learned that more at the more I'd study it and I love that so I think I was thinking the other day like if I'm making all these scents you know they my kids will get to know those scents with me mm-hmm. and so one day yeah. say I'm not here there's the smells trigger. will trigger the memory yeah, yeah which I kind of love with that but um, so yeah, I think it's the what's unique about the perfumery for me is is the natural tr- trying to make it as natural as possible yeah. the perfumery yeah and use the real fragrances because do you find that um, I got given a really delicious scent the other day and it's all kind of nothing synthetic and do you find that they last much they part the scent part fades much quicker yeah is that yeah. a thing yeah that is okay. the thing I mean it's very difficult without the synthetics to keep the um the smell going for longer yeah the synthetics will do that they'll make it last longer but that that I think it's then up to the real so a girl that I'm working with now Marina she's in a very skilled natural perfumer so she yeah. kind of knows what notes Perfect. and they take out you can take out like natural isolates you can take out a little bit of something that makes the citrus smell and add that in so that can kind mm. of like enhance it a bit so there's cool. definitely kind of tricks of the tricks of the trade tricks of the trade <laughs> yeah to make things yeah. kind of last a bit longer yeah cool. but um it's fascinating isn't it? yeah no it is it's uh, it's it's nice working with plants i think mm. i mean maybe because of doing the candles 
when I was watching your videos, I was sort of becoming more and more interested in plants and mm. you know branches and leaves and you know where it all where all these essential oils are coming from. Yeah, I suppose is what's really interesting. Yeah, and um, so now I've watched a few of your videos, I realise that I need a few things extra because I've always just used normal vases. Yeah. But and I've started using lots of little vases thanks yeah. to you, which is so nice on a table. But then I've seen you do like bigger things with using chicken wire to yeah. put into like bigger bowls and stuff. Yeah. I feel like chicken wire is my first thing that I need to get you hold need to of. Get chicken wire and a frog of um, yeah. spiky frogs. What's a frog? I was going to ask you what What's kind a frog? of. I should... I'll well, I looked you. it up on Amazon, and it looks like a sort of thing you don't want to step on. No, it's exactly <laughs> that. It's kind of this chunk of metal, and that's got lots of little needles, but they're yeah. very strong. It's heavy. Yeah. You put it in the bottom of a vase, and you can stick it down if you're doing a big arrangement. Okay, yeah. And you essentially just impale the stems onto the spikes. Yeah. And then, because they're only little, you're kind of like, this isn't going to cover the whole vase, but once you've built up your initial structure, oh. you can then use the other stems. Oh, I to see. To support what, the other things that you add in. But it's just, again, kind of going back to that sustainability, it's that thing of step, not using floral foam, which everyone yeah. has done for years. And chicken wire and frogs are the are two great Other things, yeah. Replacements. It's funny about the foam, because I my mum always does the church, the flowers in the church. All church florists use them. Yeah, but I feel like they've also used the same Piece. bits of oasis for like 100 <laughs> years. years. They have. Haven't they? Like, yeah. they don't chuck them away. No. Which, well, I guess the, the reason it's so awful is because it doesn't break down. So, in fact, they're, oh, yeah. they're being quite good reusing it because yeah. it's not going to just sit. Yeah, they're out. not chucking it away, no. So, would you, in a, what, in a sort of, in a commercial floristry project, would you basically... I suppose you leave the flowers there and then you go. So, whoever clears up just chucks it away. In is the bin, and that's the problem oh, with it. Because it see, releases yeah. these horrible chemicals. And people say it's carcinogenic. Yeah. Um... But, yeah, it's horrible, horrible stuff, but it is really easy to use. Yeah. So you kind of do... I remember when I first started doing it, and we'd get through boxes of it, and you just literally fill it with water, it holds all the yeah. you stab in these stems, and you can do a, leave them for five days, and they look beautiful, whereas now it's um, a little more technical, but the more you practice with chicken wire it just becomes second nature but yeah so I, chicken wire gives the support and then mm -hmm. so do you use the little test tube of the vials vials do yeah. they work yeah. as well yeah so I did a massive staircase I got a couple of years ago now but in for an Irish wedding and it was I mean thousands and thousands of stems and we wow. kind of made chicken wire sausages the whole way down and then fit greened it up because a lot of greenery kind of the tougher stuff doesn't yeah. need water and then we f we use probably 2,000 vials for the roses and delphiniums wow. and so it's, it's that's a lot of extra work though right it, exactly so it costs more because you yeah. need more a bigger team to do it the time it takes much longer it's it's um it's a lot but I think it's it's worth it and yeah. we've got to do it but and yeah because maybe so maybe in the village church when they're using the same bit of foam for probably my whole <laughs> life as whenever I've been in there I'm sure it's the same mm. bit they look they look very old yeah that's kind of okay but yeah I can see for doing projects it's people probably will pay not to have that right yeah flowers are extortionately expensive and they've got more so kind of since Brexit it's they've kind of doubled have they yeah it's wow. really scary it's kind of another reason why I kind of try and do the British because yeah I mean, they've gone up too but people don't really realize they're like um, can you do my wedding for 
100 pounds absolutely absolutely get like two tulips yeah you might as well go and buy a few plants i mean in a way it's cheaper to buy some plants though plants are great so i work for event work i do a lot of plants because they can just be reused or rehomed or yeah i plant them in my garden and would you then maybe one day you'll have your own growing yeah station i would love that i just don't quite know it's so all-consuming growing like on that kind of farmer scale i i mean i barely have time to got dressed definitely. yeah and t- also taking over <laughs> taking over a whole load of land in the Cotswolds would be probably quite an expensive place to do it I know. <laughs> I've actually got a friend Joe, who is starting she's got a farm and she's starting to do it and she oh, says she'll she? grow for me so oh, that's the dream so I can that'd be great because I'm so fussy yeah. about what flowers yeah. I use so if I can say please grow um, this spring green tulips and times 5,000 yeah. or whatever stuff that you can't find easily that's the dream yeah, you kind of need you need a grower to sort of work with you, don't you? You need yeah. your own grower, basically. My own per- private yeah. grower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like a director, and you need your producer, basically. That's exactly. Basically yeah. 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 Have you had any like floristry disasters? That's an awful thing to ask you, but <laughs> I mean, it's so tif- It is quite difficult to get it right. Like, has any, have you ever had anything that's all the like, time? I mean, it's. I do. Yes. It's pretty, um, people are always like, oh, you're a florist, that's so nice. It's a kind of, what a lovely, relaxing job. And it's so, it's such kind of high stress. That when, when we're talking kind of events now. Cause yeah, events, yeah. So you've got a bride, they come to come to you. I've got brides kind of two years in advance. So they, they put a lot of time and energy into this. So the emotional kind of pressure is massive. Um, and it's, there's a lot of spreadsheets and stuff which you never really associate with floristry. And then... Or in my case, weddings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're playing with kind of hundreds of thousands of flowers that all have to last well. So yeah, there's always... I over-order terribly for every event I do, just in the case that they're going to drop down dead. But I have chopped off my finger several times <gasps> yeah. with my secateurs oh. and... Um, I, I did this big it was like a kind of horse event at Kensington Palace and we'd been working kind of for two days on it and it was so seriously windy and it was I think opening at like two o'clock or something and I, I bought made these huge wicker vases on these kind of wicker plinths in Romania Wow, Romania. and I was using them for the first time because they were handmade they were a bit kind of piggledy and as the first kind of people, guests were about to arrive, this gust of wind blew a, I don't know, a panel of something and knocked over this massive, massive... Oh I mean, it's kind of like two of me, oh this whole God. thing just crashing to the floor. Roses, like, head snapped off. <laughs> that was quite stressful, that one. But yeah, it's disasters every day. Yeah, because actually it's a bit, I suppose it's like catering, isn't it, at an event. You have to, it's all fresh and done mm. on the mm. day. Mm-hmm. You can't... Yeah, you can't do it three weeks ahead. It's literally, uh, yeah, so that is quite stressful, But I think you kind of plan for it. You you know it's never going to be, I mean, I don't breathe for kind of four days. You kind of go and then you keep going, keep going, keep going. That adrenaline kind of keeps you going. And if if there's, I mean, it's a miracle if nothing goes wrong. But nobody else would notice, I'm sure, that it will look completely perfect. I'm such a perfectionist. I'm kind of hovering over each stem until the second the guests arrive. That's (laughs) massive weird. (laughs) Also with Instagram, and, and, you know, it's funny, you see these places in London now, and they've got these huge fake flower arches. And it's like, I think they just want... They think that people are going to go and Instagram yeah. them, and like so, flowers and backdrops and tablescaping because of social media yeah. has become a much bigger thing. I think, hasn't it? Totally. And people are like, I want that, but I want it real. I say, 
I don't think you understand. It's very hard to tell people that you you can have that, but yeah. it's it, they don't behave in the kind of same way. And yeah, it does make things more complicated because people see things and they want it. But do you ever have silk flowers? I did a collaboration with Oka years ago with having those, um, and I kind of in the beginning I was a bit like oh, I never really use them, but do you know what? For events, they are incredible. Yeah. And I love them if you mix them in. But the trick with them is to only use seasonal ones. So using fake peonies, for example, now yeah. would be kind of great and you can mix it. You can get away with it, yeah. But if you're having a peony in December, yeah. <laughs> people are going to know it's fake. Yeah. And actually, I've spoken to event planners who have done, like they've had a wedding in July and the gardens aren't out. So they've gone and literally planted stems of delphiniums and irises in the garden and it's so unexpected that no one ever will ever know. It's quite clever to do it in your garden, I think. Oh, hang on, I don't understand. Sorry, say that again. Okay, so Sorry. people have got like a wedding at home and yeah. then the mother of the bride is have spent months trying to planning her garden for yes. all the guests, but British weather has yeah. meant that nothing's come out. So they've gone and they've bought silk flowers. Oh. So silk roses, silk delphiniums, things kind of tall spires work really well. Just shove them in. Oh, that is So clever. your garden is magical. <laughs> that, and no, there's no chance anyone would notice as no, well. No, because you just wouldn't expect it. Yeah. So that's, that's quite that's a, good a good way to do it. That's a good hack. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I think fake foliage is often quite a good one for kind of the winter months. Do you ever dry the flowers out? Yeah, I do a lot of dried, dried stuff. I kind of save stuff now. And I use them a lot at Christmas. I do, that's yeah. clever. And kind of wreath kits and all that kind of stuff. They'll yeah. all go in that. Kind yeah. of seed pods, heads, nigella and lavender mist and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know what that is. What's a seed head pod? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm like, so, what's um, that? Nigella is a flower. Okay, She's yeah. also known as lavender mist and her when she dries. Okay, a really lovely head. And so where do you store those then? Uh, all over the house. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got I flowers have dried everywhere. hydrangeas everywhere. All yeah. the store. Um, I must have my studio outside, which you've seen, doesn't have any doors. Yes. So you, if you're going to dry stuff, it has to be dry. Okay, so I yeah. put stuff out there, and because it's exposed to the atmosphere, the kind of damp, yeah. it goes brown. So if you're going to dry, make it be in an dry. attic or a bedroom yeah. or a, yeah. somewhere really, really dry. Yeah, yeah otherwise it will rot. Your floristry course it looks amazing. Mm, it's I is that a new thing that you've done? I did it in lock. We filmed in lockdown. Oh, did you? Yes. In the first lockdown, outside in my studio, and yeah, I mean, it's got my everything that I have learnt and all my secrets and everything on yeah. it. So it's. I know. I was looking at it and thinking, oh, actually, yeah. I could probably do that course because it's quite short. The bits as well, aren't they? They're not yeah. like. And you have it forever, so it's kind of you can just oh, I'm just gonna. I'm yeah, you could do a module here and there, couldn't totally. you? Yeah, and you have it forever. Yeah, so it's never going to run out. And so, so do you teach in per- You do sometimes workshops, don't yeah. you? Yeah, I I really love teaching. Yeah. I, I get so excited, and I think I'm quite bossy <laughs> when I teach. But people seem to kind of welcome that. Yeah, and I'm not mean in a in a mean way, but I really when people kind of finally get it. It's it's so exciting and it makes them so happy that they can kind of go away and do it. And I think that's what, what I love doing, why yeah. I love doing it, kind yeah. of seeing that kind of <gasps> moment. Yeah. Well, it, it's sense. really nice as well because I think it makes just, it lifts up the house, doesn't it? And it lifts up the sort of energy in the home. Like I love I love burning sage and gonging my yeah. incense, but, you know, making the flowers and making, you know, making it look beautiful in the house, it does make a big difference to the kind of vibe of your... It's kind of bringing really. life in, isn't mm. it? It's been really lovely, actually, because I've had lots of people in lockdown sending me messages saying, 
I'm a lawyer, can't do it anymore. I've just done your course because I'm going to retrain as a florist. Oh, there's really? been so many of oh, them. Oh, wow, really? That's yeah. Just incredible. So I've, it's, yeah, I'm really happy and we're thinking I might do a, um, a DIY wedding course. Yeah. Because so many people do their own. It's yeah. Kind of talking you through, you know, kind of the buttonholes, the bouquets, the yeah. budgeting, all that, what's in season. So we're going to do that too. And actually, it's so nice because when I got married, for the second time, actually, the two what years ago, was it? it was in June. Gorgeous. So it was, yeah, it was lovely. But it was really everything that I did for it myself. Like I didn't do any of the flower. My sister, my sister is a garden designer, so she's mm. got a brilliant garden, and she just, we just, she just shoved loads of her garden plants in jam jars Gorgeous. and vases along the, along the table. It looked amazing. Yeah, she was brilliant. But I, the only thing I did in advance was make um, some flavored vodkas. <laughs> yeah, got your priorities. That was yeah. <laughs> so I had like a hen night sort of thing, and then everyone bought a bottle of vodka or or gin. And my friend, who's a chef, had all the sort of mixtures, and we made all these. Some of them we did like raspberry and passion fruit oh, and wow. strawberry and yeah, and then we tried like lemongrass and ginger and a few. And that was them. Then we decanted them all, and we had them all at the wedding, and they were really lovely. And it was. But what was really funny about it, then I couldn't remember which one was which, and so they were all on all the tables, and some of them were absolutely delicious, and some of them were absolutely disgusting. disgusting. And so, like, some people, you could see them, like, having a swig, and go, oh, and then later on, you'd, they'd try something else and literally nearly sort of throw up. But it was, um, it was definitely a really nice thing. It was one of the things I think about that was really made it a bit different. Yeah, I bet. And I'm sure, I mean, the thought of doing a buttonhole is very difficult to me, but I'm sure you, if you really could teach simple. it... Yeah, it's a really nice thing to do. So. I think that's often the way with kind of, I mean, definitely flowers, but with everything, you, we automatically assume that it's really hard because we don't know how to do it. Yeah. Um, well, I kind of this year, I was like, right, I'm going to learn something new. I'm going to teach myself. I mean, obviously, I haven't done any of it, but like, I'm desperate to learn how to make paper flowers. But there are these artists that, there's one called the Green Vase, and they make flowers, like 3D proper flowers like these. And yeah. That you're you struggle to know if they're real or not. Oh wow! So yeah, in, in Christmas I was like, right, this is my thing this year. We're now in what May, and I haven't started. Yeah. But yeah, it's that thing. I'm sure it's actually that's probably not as easy as it. No, is, I'm sure but. you'll be able to do it though, because you're very good at making things. You made loads of things. You can make everything, as far as I can gather. Well, <laughs> I've written a book about craft. My husband's so mean to me. He's like really do you? he did so much of it he made lots of little projects with me I don't know I think I'm too I'm so impatient that I rush things the kind of crafting bit came from when I, I left England and moved to France and I had nothing else to do so I was kind of had all these amazing fabrics that I'm obsessed with and I had to turn them into something to try and kind of get a job mm. so that all came from that but it it doesn't some people I think are very very good at kind of fiddly you know like origami yes. and that kind yeah. of paper craft and all that it doesn't come naturally that to me no that's a bit that yeah I guess that's okay fiddly, though isn't it? Yeah. it you can't yeah like with most things you can be good at bits but then some bits you have to work on yeah, <laughs> yeah lots of bits lots of bits you have to work on <laughs> yeah yeah mine is organisation and hang on you're not, good at organisation or not no I'm not good at organisation and I'm really good at procrastinating and leaving things to really mm. to the last minute and, and then panic and then just going oh shit yeah yeah yeah, yeah I'm with you yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, and so do you love the, the the wallpaper looks beautiful then so you just came up with the idea of the prints and so um, Vanessa who is one half of Barnaby Gates is yeah. a great friend of mine we'd always talked about doing one together yeah. and I have this 
so we have to we have two we have botanica which is this kind of um very oh i love that one yeah flowery and that's inspired by mary delaney's kind of um block print um, prints of lovely flowers and then the other one maharani is kind of from my obsession with indian block prints yeah and so we kind of did do all these mood boards it's a real process and yeah. back and forth back and forth with the designs and alice the other half of barnaby gates is the kind of artist so she would translate our ideas oh so she actually drew them so yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the inspiration was from mary delaney it's for the botanical yeah, yeah. For the botanical. So, but it's oh, a kind see, of yeah. she was one of the inspirations there's yeah. so much kind of weather colors and all that oh, okay of, it's yeah. a real kind of accumulation of so many inspirations yeah. but that is that's my dream kind of a project like that when you can pour it all in and yeah. then six months later ta-da yeah and you don't actually have to make it by hand and do the fiddly bits no so that's all I guess, that's, an <laughs> that's done in England but it's all these um, rollers so hand cut rollers and you have to choose kind of six colours I think per one and it's all made here it's it's so fascinating yeah. to watch that all happen yeah it's amazing with uh, with online you, you always kind of look at the story of people and where that's come from and the inspiration behind mm. it's interesting isn't mm. it yeah it's fascinating and I love I think I, yeah just I've said earlier tonight but that collaborating with people and it's that thing of what you were saying earlier about learning a new thing yeah it's just so fat I had no idea how making a wallpaper happens and even though I'm obsessed with wallpaper yeah full stop so I love that kind of the idea of working with jewelers or whatever fashion yeah dress designers or whatever it's learning a whole another world yeah I feel I think maybe now kind of I definitely I was saying the other day I think that we do school in reverse because when you're at school you're like I don't want to learn whereas yeah. now I just I want I'm desperate yeah. to learn more about things that I'm interested in obviously but it's, I know it's that, a funny one that isn't it yeah that's true isn't it now it's like a real treat like yeah. oh I'll do a little yeah. course here I'll yeah, do that exactly. I'll study that yeah yeah because you can yeah because you can relate it especially if you can relate it to your life I suppose with with the flowers and the wallpaper it's all about your kind of making your home and your environment better mm. and happier yeah so I know you said earlier that you don't your business advice. You wouldn't have any business advice. <laughs> I bet you. What would you say about have, setting up by yourself and kind of working on your own is the most challenging thing? And how do you overcome that? I, feel, I mean, I probably answer that differently every day. At the moment, I find I'm by myself a lot, and I, I find that quite tough. So because I, I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna go and make another cup of coffee, yeah. and oh, I'm just gonna go and walk the dog. I feel if I had. Yeah a kind of team around me then we get kind of get more done and yeah. kind of there are days when I, I feel I've got a good if I write a list I'm kind of quite good yeah. but otherwise I'm very good at delaying and, yeah but feeling really overwhelmed by everything and yeah it's all very full-on oh I totally you know it, it's so funny because I was thinking about you when I was driving down here obviously <laughs> and I was thinking about work you're working with all the Instagram videos and although you're reaching out to loads of people mm. and like so many people that I know when I said I was coming to talk to you they're like oh yeah I love her I love her Mostly, but actually you are doing a lot of that by yourself and when mm. since I've been doing the candle business I'm doing it by myself and I, I friends will help me with bits and bobs but I know exactly what you mean I feel like if I was sitting in an office now doing mm. this I'm sure we would get so much done and but picking just, other like, people's brains and kind yeah. of bouncing ideas off so I think things maybe take longer to kind of happen but I, I don't know what I, I'm quite good at if I want to do something I will I will make it happen yeah so if I want to work with someone um I'm, a lot of people be hard I remember speaking to a friend the other day and they were like what you just 
got in touch, you called them up. I'm like, yes, because I feel life is too short. So yeah. I guess my business advice would be if you want to do it, go for it. You make it happen. Yeah. Don't, don't sit around and wait for it to come to you. Go and get it. Yeah. And yeah, make it happen. Oh, well, on that note, I don't want to use up any more of your oh, time. You <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, it's such it's so nice to talk to you. Really lovely to talk to you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Please take a moment to rate or review the show and also share it with anyone that you think might enjoy it. You can follow me on Instagram at Tilly at Home With or email me tillyathomewith at gmail.com.